Hey guys, and welcome to the Get Live podcast. We're here for a special episode today, and I'm only joined by the man himself, Kevin. What's up, guys? Yeah, Kevin is ill today, but he's yeah. he's soldiered on, and he was like, you know what, we gonna do this episode today. And the reason why we're doing this episode, I haven't even announced what this episode is. The reason why we're doing this episode is because a year ago, I asked you guys on Tumblr and on by email as well, to send us some questions about what you guys want to see for Dynasty Warriors 9. And considering Dynasty Warriors 9 was officially announced for the West, so it is coming out for the West, um, we thought we would go through them. And one thing to note, we will be passing this on to Koei Tecmo, and they will be passing them on, hopefully, to the developers of Dynasty Warriors, so that's Omega Force. So please keep your questions coming. We will kind of do more of these episodes the plan is to have a three-part series where we go through your episode, uh, go through your suggestions for Dynasty Warriors Nine in this episode, and then when Tokyo Game Show and there's more um, stuff announced and more gameplay shown, we can talk about that. And obviously, we will have like an overall episode once the game is out as well. Um, so yeah, this is the first part of three. And. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to go into the disclaimer, which I'm going to do now. So for you new folks, Get Life Podcast is a monthly gaming discussion podcast under the Get Life group. We talk about all sorts of games from big AAA titles all the way to the awesome indie games. But our forte is Japanese games like Dynasty Warriors, so expect that a lot. You can be found on iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play Music. Remember, if you want to join in on all the fun, you can follow us on Twitter at Get A Life Podcast or you can check us out on our website which is www.getalifepodcast.com. Also, if you want to... Sorry for the PewDiePie impression. Um, also, if you do want to check out our sponsors, feel free to. They are Loot Crate. So go to lootcrate.com forward slash getalife and use the... I don't know. Uh, we don't have a promo code. Use... <laughs> Go to lootcrate.com forward slash get a life and sign up for Loot Crate. It does help us out a lot. It means we can do more episodes and do more awesome stuff. Um, so, yeah, and we're going to get into this and talk mainly about Dynasty Warriors 9 and what we can expect to see from it. Um, just as a little introduction, Dynasty Warriors is a hack and slash game. It started, I believe, in 2000, although you can't quote me on that. Um, it originally started off as a fighting game, like a 3D fighting game similar to Dead or Alive or Soul Calibur series on the PlayStation 1. And then on the PS2 era, when the PS2 first came out, it was reimagined as this Romance of the Three Kingdom themed um, hack and slash game. And I think it's, it's kind of started this era of hack and slash games and it kind of branched out into a lot of different spin-offs, Samurai Warriors, uh, Hyrule Warriors, Gundam, Dynasty Warriors Gundam, um, and more recently, I think even Fire Emblem has their own Warriors game, if I'm not mistaken. Well, going to have one soon. Um, which we're not talking about today. We will talk about it one day, but not, not today, not on this episode. Um, so, in Japan, you know, the game has been, you know, it's going to be published by Tecmo Koei. We expect it to be published by Koei here in the West and distribution in France, probably by Koch Media, um, and probably distributions in the Scandinavian countries to be dealt by Reef Entertainment. I'll be honest with you, I'm not quite so sure if we're going to be getting an English dub. I would assume potentially yes, but that hasn't been confirmed. I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting a dub, but 
we're hoping for an announcement and more gameplay at Tokyo Game Show. Um, like I said, for this episode, we kind of reached out to you guys in the Tumblr community for Dynasty Warriors and through the Dynasty Warriors blog, as well as the TK family on Twitter. So thank you very much for all of your suggestions. We're going to kind of go through them. Even the silly ones we're going to go through and talk about because, you know, everything, you, you know, you've taken the time to message us. We might as well talk about it, even if it is a something silly or something that you're trolling us with. Um, but first, I want to talk about Kevin. How did you get into Dynasty Warriors and what did you kind of think all about right. the game before and after um, you played it? So just so you guys uh, are clear. Uh, you guys obviously know Bish, right? He's he's kind of the vet. I'm on like the the exact opposite end of the spectrum. I am completely new to the series, right? This is, Dynasty Warriors 8 is my first and only uh, Dynasty Warriors game I got on PC, funnily enough, right? And I gotta say, before I get into how I I got into the series, I'll give you my impression uh, of the series beforehand. Like before Dynasty Warriors, for me, it was just kind of a name. I, I knew that Bish was into it, right? And um, for me, I, I think a lot of people have this impression of Dynasty Warriors where it's just this like mindless hack and slash, right? That comes out like every few years and it's kind of like a Call of Duty for Koei Tecmo where it's like a ha mindless hack and slash that has really dedicated fan base, but nothing new really changes. So I didn't really have much interest in getting into that, uh, into the series just because hack and slash games aren't really usually my thing, right? It just seems... It seemed to me back then that, you know, um, just hacking and slashing away at mobs over and over again it wasn't my thing. It was some of the reason why I didn't get to get into uh, the Dead Rising series on Xbox, right? But what actually piqued my interest, what actually got me to get into the series is I was just browsing YouTube one day, right? And for those of you who don't know, I'm a pretty avid Fire Emblem player. And I came across a trailer for, uh, it was Dynasty Warriors. Godseekers on the IGN channel. I was like, oh, what's, what's this, right? And it turns out that uh, Godseekers, as I found out, was a new game coming out in the series. It wasn't a main main one, obviously, but it was a turn-based RPG, right? So I really like the the lore, the mythology behind Dynasty Warriors because it's based off of, you know, uh, historical events in China, obviously. Uh, it's kind of embellished in a way, but uh, that period of Chinese history is really interesting, right? So I wasn't sure whether I'd be able to get into the main series, but I was like, you know what? If they package it as a turn-based RPG, that might just be my thing, right? So I looked more into it, did some research on on Dynasty Warriors, the characters and all that, and as it happened, uh, Steam Sale Fastball, and I was like, you know what? It's it, it's such a... I mean, it was 50% off. wasn't that great of a deal, but I was like, you know what? I was much cash laying around, I'm curious, I want to find out what this series is about, I want to find out why Bish is so into it, and perhaps get a discussion going with them, right? So I ended up getting it, and from there, uh, I, I got into the series. I haven't played too, too much of it, but I gotta say that I, from what I can see, Dynasty Warriors 8 is a pretty solid game. Hmm. You know, there's this one mistake that you made, Kevin, which mm -hmm. I don't want to kind of go deep into it, but... You bought it on PC. That's that's the first yeah. sin, right, of, yeah. of Dynasty Warriors. I think because the PC port does tend to have a lot of issues, and there's something that I've noticed with Dynasty Warriors 8 Complete Edition on PS4, is that it wasn't either it wasn't properly ported or they there's just a lot of glitches that they didn't fix. Um, one of them being is that if you're using Red Hair, which is the fastest horse in the game, um, and you're playing co-op, 
the game lags considerably and you just drop frames like uncontrollably it becomes unplayable if both of you are using the horse which wasn't which wasn't really a problem on the playstation 3 version but bear in mind they had to port it from playstation 3 to playstation 4 to pc which is you know doing that it must be very difficult for them and i understand why they did it but it's a bit disappointing right like you don't Especially someone for me, I, I play Dynasty Warriors since Dynasty Warriors 2, so I'm I'm all about like shitty graphics and shitty frame rates and stuff like that, but it's a bit disappointing when it's a newer game. And the fact that the PlayStation 3 version is better than the PS4 version, it's a bit disappointing. I, I'm not going to say I regret buying it because, frankly, I don't, but, you know, it's, sometimes it is a bit unplayable. There's some new additions that was made to Extreme... Uh, Extreme Legends or the Complete Edition, like Lubu has his own faction now. Uh, you got a couple of new characters, things like that. Um, but yeah, I, one thing that I did want to talk about, Kevin, actually, before we get into the main questions, is that um, who is your favorite character so far in Dynasty Warriors? Because I know you haven't played much of it, but you're, you're kind of getting into it and playing. Yeah, uh, well, I haven't played much of it, that is true, but I... I kind of instantly gravitated towards uh, this one character. Right, I'm not gonna lie, Tumblr has to has its own role to play in there, right? And I, and I think Bish disapproves. Um, and before I go into this, by the way, I wanna say that uh, my pronunciation of, uh, of Mandarin isn't that great, so I do apologize if I butcher your waifu or husbando's name, all right? Uh, it'd have to be Shinkai, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. All right. Um... Yeah, she was going to say that mostly due to the badass Tumblr fan art that I have seen. You, you know, okay, uh, I'll I'll allow you. The thing is, Zinkai or Zinkai or whatever you want to call her, right? She's been um, changed a lot. She's was introduced in Dynasty Warriors Five as a new character along with Guan Ping. Um, she was effectively the love interest for Guan Ping within that game, and her weapon was like this. She still kept the shield, but she had this like trident. And her Musa was sick. And even the way the character looked, she was she's a lot less like um fierce in Dynasty Warriors 5. She was more dainty and more uh slender build, right? And her personality was different as well. She was like I don't wanna explain I don't wanna say she was the Valley Girl. But she, <laughs> effectively she was. She was like a Valley Girl in like Dynasty Warriors, and I felt like that, and I was like, okay, she's she's cool, right? She's Zhang Fade's daughter, but at the same time, yeah, you know, she wasn't that cool for me in Dynasty Warriors 5. Although 7 really did give her such a um, transformation. They changed the trident into a sword. And she g gained more responsibility. And you really got to see how her um, character grows. Especially because you're still new to the game. Towards the end of the Shu storyline, you, you see her kind of taking into that role. And just taking, like... Not not necessarily a leadership role, but more of a training role and assertiveness, which I really do enjoy about the character. Although she isn't best girl, and she isn't my waifu for Dynasty Warriors. I, I will say that um, if she had, if she kept her old kit, right, except for new one, I probably wouldn't have picked her because uh, her sword and shield, and just her her headstrong persona, and her just her different appearance compared to the rest of the female characters, she reminds me a lot. I don't know if you play Smite, right, or if you've heard of Smite. Uh, but she reminds me a lot of Bologna from Smite, and I'm a Bologna main in Smite. 
So that may be part of the reason. So, why. so you came in with a bias, right? And you're like, yeah, oh no, man, it's like I, another I character from another game. That I came in with a bias, absolutely. I can't, I can't blame you, right? Because okay. when I when I first played um, Dynasty Warriors, I I wasn't really into best girls or anything. Bear in mind, I was six six pure. years old when I started. Still pure back then. Yeah, still still pure. Um, they didn't have any sort of waifus in the game. Well, they did, but they had like two female characters really like Sun Zhang Zhang and um, I forgot who the other one was uh, yeah they didn't have many female characters that was my point really so when they started introducing more female characters it was kind of a great addition but I felt at the same time it was mainly done for sex appeal and let's not deny that the characters in this game do look hot whether they're male or female they just they've made them incredibly pretty I don't know why like in Dynasty Warriors 2, they didn't look that great, and you know, over time, they just beautified them. Like they, they put like this yeah. well, Instagram the, I, filter I, on them. I, I think it's like design-wise, also like the graphics have gone like you know less and less. Shit, yeah. You know, especially now with Dynasty Warriors 9, which we'll get into in a bit, but looks mm. fucking amazing. But going back onto my point, my favorite character, at least in this generation of Dynasty Warriors, is Wang Yuanji, who is the wife oh of Sima Zhao. I'm not gonna say, look, look, you know uh, why okay, I like way, Wang Yuanji? I'm, I'm not like going, oh my god, because it's Wang Yuanji. It's just because Bish will not, he will not stop going on and Wang on. Wang Yuanji. I have like, Wang Yuanji he, merchandise he in my house. That's it. Wang Yuanji to the death. Like, I've had you know debates why? Look, with him on Discord. It's it's ridiculous. It's it, There's something about Wang Yuanji. It's not just because she's blonde. And she, you know, she's got these wonderful eyes. And it's not because of that. It's not because of her appearance, really. It's because the way she acts really is just amazing. She kind of puts Sumo Zhao into shape. You know, Sumo Zhao is this lazy dick, right? He's just, he's like, oh, yeah, what a bother, right? He, that's all he cares about, right? So, and, and meat buns. And then Wang Wang just comes in and changes him. And makes him, kind of pushes him towards the more assertive route and hey you're a leader right your dad died you got to take over and you know be a badass and she helps him and she kind of grows with him you know um they say behind every oh, i forgot what it was anyway i'm not gonna even say that quote because i completely forgot it but you know it's she is a perfect match for him you know there's that contrast between the characters you've got one who's very organized and you've got one who's incredibly lazy and they just work together and it was like that in history as well. And I think she's very historically accurate, although she is blonde. And I wouldn't really expect, you know, a Chinese lady to be blonde, right? At least naturally uh, in that time period. But, you know, you know, it's a Japanese game. They gotta, they got to do stuff like that to make sure that the characters look different all around. Um, one thing that I do also want to mention is that Wang Yuanji's weapons are great. And her moves are great. That, that I, I have to admit. Uh, and her voice acting daggers. is great. Jesus Christ, they are, they are something badass, right? They are cool. Yeah. Well, you know what, Bish? What I noticed is that, um, if I'm not mistaken, she's relatively new to the series. Now she made she her is. appearance in she uh, in seven, right? Is that it? Yeah, she made her appearance in seven because seven introduced a new faction to Dynasty Warriors. Before there was Shu, Wu, and Wei, and then they introduced the Jin or Jin Kingdom. Um, so that basically takes Suma Yi's family. Adds characters like Suma Zhao, Suma Shur, um, Zhugadan, Guo Huai, uh, Shahoba, all of these characters that were towards the end of Wei, the end of the Wei Kingdom, um, they were introduced 
as a new faction because there was enough of them and obviously Wang Yuanji was added to that to that roster. So she's relatively new, but obviously bear in mind from Dynasty 6 to Dynasty Warriors 7, there was a big gap, right? There was a lot of development time. We didn't know what was going to happen to the series because 6 wasn't wasn't the best game. So people were kind of worried about where the series is going to go from there. Um, so that obviously when they introduced that, it was fresh and it was new and it was like, oh man. That's why I feel that the characters that were introduced in Dynasty Warriors 7, they tried their hardest on. Because they wanted to make a good impression. Um, and I think that's why Wang Yuanji to this day, in all of the character polls, she is actually one of the top characters. I'm not sure if she is still number one or not, but she is one of the top characters in Japan at least uh, for the popularity polls and she constantly gets like special DLC, HMV DLC, uh, Lawson DLC costumes, crossovers like that so she even had a DOA crossover um, with Ayane from DOA so I think that's that's cool right um, yeah that's 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 it that's all I really kind of wanted to talk about the characters um, one thing that I do want to mention is that a lot of people, when they talk about Dynasty Warriors and things like that, they have the stigma in their mind because they don't necessarily understand or play the game. Um, they might have played an earlier version of it and then played a more recent and said, hey, look, this is just the same stuff that we've been getting every year. Um, but Dynasty Warriors isn't like that, right? It's it's more of a... It progresses. You know, it's not like a, other games that, you know, like the sports games that you see every year, which is effectively the same game, better graphics, updated... I'm characters um I'm but dynasty warrior i was feeling yeah. that um a good portion of that stigma probably developed more recently between seven and eight because not much what i've been hearing when people mention dynasty warriors they're like oh yeah look at seven and eight like what the fuck is the difference between the two right they're so similar yeah i, I right. think it's they because seven conversations the development that. time yeah. between seven and eight like as soon as i finished seven i only waited maybe a year maybe a year and a half and then eight was already announced and i was like What's going on? Like, it, they're taking less time to develop. It seems that eight was potentially the game that they wanted to create. I'm not sure, because um, you know sometimes developers do that. Like, they will create a game and they're not necessarily too satisfied with it, and they'll just create another game. That's why a lot of the features from seven to eight was just like, um, it's more of the same, right? It's kind of like Modern Warfare two and Modern Warfare three when Modern Warfare three came out. Everyone was saying, oh, is this a DLC for Modern Warfare 2? People assume that, or or it's kind of like the Wii and the Wii U, right? It's more of the same. So, I can understand why they did that, but, you know, I can't I can't blame them, right? But, uh, but they did make a lot of story changes. The story has progressed a lot further from 7 to 8, and indeed from 6 to 7, and from 5 to 6, etc., there's a lot, they always continue to add story as well as maintaining the story that's already there. And at least in 8, they've been doing that through um, things like alternate storylines and things like that, which they are removing from what I've heard. This is from IGN. Uh, IGN did say that they are removing alternate storylines within Dynasty Warriors 9. And I think the reason that is is because it's open world and I don't think it would work in such a way where um, you're going through this open world, you have to kind of... The time period won't kind of continue unless you complete missions. So it's, it's kind of like GTA in a way, right? 
Like, you can go around the sandbox and things like that, but if you don't do the story missions, the main story missions, the time doesn't progress. Although you can do other side missions within the game, like smaller missions, um, and those ones, like, you can explore other characters' storylines through those missions, which is effectively still how it is now, right? Um, and kind of do those, and kind of, you know, by doing those, it makes those main missions easier to do. For example, you know, there's certain objectives that you might need to do historically to prepare yourself for a battle, like take over some catapults for the upcoming battle, or prepare, you know, before the Battle of Cherby, you know, they, they chained the ships together to make sure that when they, you know, set them on a fire, or when they set them aflame, you know, that because they were all chained together, they just blazed everything, right? So I'm guessing it would work like that, which is actually an incredible way of doing things. But at the same time, it does bring me worries about how that would work if I wanted to switch out characters. What if I wanted to play um, a character that, for example, is not in that mission? Which Dynasty Warriors 8 and Dynasty Warriors 7 did allow you to do through, through free mode. Well, well, like, I'm not going to lie, the prospect of an open world excites me for Dynasty Warriors 9, because I, I think that it's, it, when it comes to attracting new, potentially new fans, right, uh, enlarging the, fa the player base, um, it's a good choice in open world. It is, yeah. You to do a lot more as well. I mean, look at Zelda switched from, you know, a typical RPG setting to an open world, right? Just like you said here, this main story wouldn't progress unless you did certain <clears throat> certain tasks, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's very exciting for Dinosaur Warriors 9, but also, like you said, since they're only falling, they're not, they're kind of scrapping uh, alternate timelines, supposedly. Uh, and you, you brought up examples of side quests you could do, right, instead of the main quest, and just explore this open world. My fear is that, uh, I don't know how much experience the devs have with creating open world, my fear is that um, there won't be, the, the non-crucial story elements in this open world will be superficial, because... Uh, Time and time again in RPGs, right, in open world RPGs, there are quests like, they're, they're fetch quests, right? Do this, mm -hmm. kill X yeah. amount of enemies. And, okay, those can be fun. They, they lead you to go around the map, explore the world. But at the end of the day, a lot of those are really superficial and they get repetitive really fast, right? Uh, you, It's okay to have them, you shouldn't overdo them. What I'm hoping is that they will be able to find a way to integrate story into these into these side missions. I don't know how you know, it's a historical setting. I think right? the way yeah. that they will do those, Kevin, is that... Because um, I understand your, your fear, right? You don't want it to be this kind of insane grind of doing the same sort of missions over and over again. I don't necessarily think that they'll do it like that. The way I think they would do it is that um, you have, for example, Yellow Turban Rebellion. That's like the first mission in every game. Within the Yellow Turban Rebellion, historically through previous Dynasty Warriors games like Dynasty Warriors 4, you had the option of playing through three missions and then the final mission, right? So there would be four missions within a scenario. These three, like, you can choose to do these three missions. They are story-based as well, and they do help you through the story, but if you want to get through the story as quickly as possible, you just do the final mission and you do that, right? Um, or the final battle. I think it's going to be like that. I think... It will just give you a perspective from other officers. It might be the case that, yes, it is open world, but, you know, with it being open world, there's going to be many battles that will be happening at the same time within that same time period. So it might be the case where you can do the same, like, different battles 
and then get onto your main one that that one that main one will obviously progress the story forward um so i think that's how they would do it as opposed to just doing it as this kind of weird grindy thing where you have to collect materials or kill x amount of enemies to progress to make that battle that main battle easier i don't think they'll do it like that i think it will be more of a kind of like a warriors orochi style where they within warriors orochi that game had an incredible timeline where they were going back in time and crossovers with samurai warriors and things like that and it did work because the way they sorted out those side missions like you didn't need them to continue the main story but it did give you some sort of storyline as an addition and it did actually help you understand what the characters were going through and things like that so i'm i'm hoping they do it like that and knowing koei they tend to look at their previous games and take inspiration from those games that they've worked on to to kind of help them create new games and we've seen that with dynasty warriors 7 dynasty warriors 7 took a lot of inspiration from uh, from dynasty warriors gundam which is weird right it's a gundam game they took inspira inspiration from a gundam game they made and implemented certain changes into dynasty warriors uh particularly with ui and muso rage and things like that so i i really I, you know I, i'm not too sure about them kind of messing up the the open world system in that sense although it is worrying right because i'm i'm thinking of it in a technical perspective will that run because china's big right i don't know are they going to be modeling all of china or it's it's or if it's going to be like this fake open world thing that's like hey it's really it's open world but it's not really for it to be truly open world they're going to have to design and model all of china which is incredibly difficult do well, I, mean, I, I think it's the way they're going to do it of course not going to model all of China because that'd be a huge feat I th think that it'd have to be a realistic sense of scale right because it, it's been done before right and even if the, the open world isn't as big as it may seem uh, I'm feeling that just perhaps having like separate areas with an open world that you can fast travel to and just you know uh, there are techniques of course like uh, the sky boxes that you can use to create a greater sense of scale honestly the the technical aspect of it doesn't worry me as much especially since we have stuff like the ps4 pro coming out on pc it shouldn't be a problem either just because well, hmm. uh, that, that's the thing right because with koei what they tend to do is that especially because this game we're we're assuming that it's going to be made for the ps4 in mind right it's going to be developed first on ps4 and and kind of ported over from there but what they tend to do is that they they especially for Jap japan they do the ps4 version and because the ps3 unfortunately it's not being sold anymore because they stopped production of the ps3 but there's still a lot of ps3 owners in japan at least um they'll port over a playstation 3 version and even a vita version i'm assuming they won't do a vita version but you know, doing doing like a PlayStation Three version of the game. Just fit this on a Vita, honestly. Mm. I, I, you know, really, I, I wouldn't be I surprised. They've they've done it before, right? <laughs> they've done Extreme Legends. Uh, they've done Dynasty Warriors Eight, sorry, Complete Edition on the PlayStation Vita. So, meh, I don't know. It depends if Japan needs it. I mean, it's or true, wants but it, right? Like, if you think about it, like, once again, we're going back to this open world, right? It's it's a technical feat, right? And I have the impression that you probably need more more. Like processing power, power. The, yeah, than the Vita could yeah could give you. I, that's true. That's true. I, unless they dumb it down, but there is something. something 
Well, no, they won't, probably won't do it, right? But this going back to the point where I said that they've learned, they learned from other games that they've worked on, and a lot of people are thinking, well, what other open world games have Koei worked on recently? One of them being Tokiden 2. I've been playing and I've actually reviewed Tokiden, which you guys can go and check on the website. Um, when playing through Tokiden, it is open world to a degree. Like, it's not necessarily true open world because there is kind of loading times because they have to do it. You, you, the game is not necessarily just going to load, right, randomly. It, it needs some loading time. So at least when you go through gates going from one city to another, there is a slight loading time and like a, a black screen that pops up or something like that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm presuming they would do it similar to Tokiden in the sense because, you know, we've seen Tokiden and we've seen how it works, but Tokiden is a small scale in comparison to Dynasty Warriors, which is spanning over China, right? I, I think potentially what they can do to avoid that whole rendering all of China is that they might do it according to the time period because not all of the battles happen in one in different areas all the time, like... Some of the battles will all happen in a certain city for one one chapter of the story. And you might be teleported between different bases between the storyline. But that, I think that might happen. Um, one thing that I, I did want to know, and a lot of people are both excited and very frightened really for, for this open world. But I would say generally, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty on the edge on the fence about it because I don't know how it's going to work because I'm hoping that it's not a failure like Dynasty Warriors 6 but obviously if they pull this off this can be a revival for the series and I think this is what the series needs especially with Dynasty Warriors from the like the jump from 6 to 7 was great and it made 7 such a great game but the jump from 7 to 8 wasn't was kind of minuscule so it made 8 just feel like an expansion upon 7 but I'm hoping that this would kind of revive the game and get more people playing Dynasty Warriors and more people kind of enjoying the game and, and learning about the history because I think, for me, the history got me into the game. You know, um, once you learn, once you read the book Tsanguo uh, Yanye or Romance of the Three Kingdoms, once you read that book, I've read it a couple of times, but once you read that book and you, you learn about the stories, um, it, it puts the game into another perspective. And it's great how accurate they are to the book. Bear in mind, the book is loosely based on on real life. But, hey. Um, yeah. Like, one of the things, though, that I guess I'm kind of skeptical about, as much as I want this open world to succeed, you brought it up yourself, actually, before, uh, in this recording. Uh, and you said that, you know, Dynasty Warriors has, what, 100-plus characters now, right? And yeah, yeah. It's only like what, two two new characters I think have been uh, revealed uh, for, for Dynasty Warriors Nine, right? But nonetheless, um, it's a huge cast of characters, right? And moving from the old style that they had with the past games to an open world changes a lot of things in terms of storytelling, right? And my fear is that if you look at a traditional RPG with an open world, uh, it really works because you follow one character throughout his or her journey from start to finish. Right, with a cast of 100 characters, right? Um, like you said, it's going to be difficult to. Well, we, we don't know how they're going to handle, you know, switching from uh, character to character, right? But more importantly, one of my fears is like, most of these characters have fans, right? Uh, how mm. are they going to be 
they'd be able to tell the stories of these characters that's uh, the thing within, I, within reason I, right there's so many of them and within yeah. the open world you can't really have switch between multiple characters on the fly right so do you think that there will be a protagonist this time or i or, don't necessarily think so like, how but will it work? i i do think because they're, they're kind of focusing more on the timeline i do feel that this game especially you're going to get those side characters like characters who are not necessarily the more important characters like we're talking about characters like um i don't want to i don't want to offend people by saying their characters are like less important but you know characters like lubu's daughter for example you know she's not that important to the game or Diao chan or, or characters like that they're not that important or even lubu himself right um i think the way that they'll do that is that they will integrate them into those side missions right like you don't need to do them but you can do them you can experience their their um their storyline at least or they might introduce a second game mode dynasty warriors at least with seven always had second game modes right like you've noticed rampage mode and the mode where you're you're recruiting other characters i think i called conquest mode or something like that i can't remember the names of the modes but at least there you might be able to um, introduce characters and potentially play around with their stories. Or they can do that through Extreme Legends, which it might be a tactic for Koei to sell more games. We don't know. And I think potentially that might happen. Although I do feel that it's more likely that they will do it within the side missions. Like um, currently at the moment within Dynasty Warriors, when you're picking a story mission, you're given a choice of three characters, right? Who were in that battle. Um, it might be the same here. You might, you might be, you know, you might choose a character that you can roam around China with. But when it's time to go into a mission, it might tell you, hey, look, you're going to have to pick between this, this and this character who were in that battle at that time. Which would be very interesting. And at least then, if you want to experience that story, you get the choice. You can choose if you want to play as... Zinkai or uh, Liu, Liu Bei's son, Liu Shan, or if you want to play as uh, Zhao Yun. But you're, you brought an interesting point about a protagonist. I don't think that's possible because this game spans over like 60, maybe 100 years, right? Um, so how there's not many characters that's lived that long. There's a few. Like, I didn't mean like a protagonist in the traditional sense because obviously that's with, with this scope, it's impossible. It's thinking more of like not was one character that follows but uh perhaps being being centered more so on one character or this one kingdom more so than the rest um to just the to thing make is the easier. thing is i think the way that they've done it at least in the past i don't think they'll base it on one kingdom because there's five kingdoms now so i think each kingdom will have their own separate storyline like they did in previous games i doubt that they will revert that to like an all-out thing right they might just give you an option to choose your your um, your your faction at the beginning. I really we don't know that. Um, we don't know how story mo story is going to be played. We don't know if that when you start the game, it's told through the perspective of a foot soldier, and you decide which faction you join. And from there, you know you get introduced to these other characters and things like that, and then you get to play as those characters. We don't know. That might be a possibility. Um, or, you know, you might just select a character, like in previous Dynasty Warriors games, 
You might select a character and they just play through their story. The story might be individual based. We don't know, right? I think it would be a lot more difficult to do it individual based, but I think it will mainly just be faction based. Um, there was something that I wanted to mention before we kind of get into these questions is that there might be a possibility that this game is going to be similar to, to games of like other Warriors games like Samurai Warriors 4. I'm looking through the screenshots and I'm not sure if you've seen this Kevin, right? Like you got your mini map, um, you got your chain combos and things like that and you got your KO count and your life bar and whatever. It's it's and especially there's this one thing where you get on the side of the bar you have like these little scrolls and they say some stuff in Japanese. I'm presuming those are in battle objectives which we didn't really get that much in Dynasty Warriors. It was mainly just the Samurai Warriors thing. Samurai Warriors, if you wanted to progress the story in a certain way, you need to do these objectives. You need to save this guy in this battle at this time and do this and blah, blah, blah. But it's great to see this, right? Because I feel that sometimes when I'm playing a Dynasty Warriors game, it does get a bit repetitive. It feels like I'm doing the same thing every mission. But if we're given objectives like these, oh, save Yao Chan before something happens to her, or do the fire attack in this time, which they used to do. They used to have these objectives. But obviously, I, I believe they kind of removed them in 8 and I think in 7 as well. But at least for Dynasty Warriors 5 and Dynasty Warriors 4, they had those objectives in there. Um, it's great to see those back, if that is what it well, is, right? I, I hope they are, because just little things like mission objectives, A, first of all, obviously improves playability, right? You want to uh, go through all of them, right? It adds more variety to the gameplay instead of doing the same thing over and over. Uh, interestingly, I'm, I want to see if it'll impact, if those are mission objectives, um, if they will be able to implement it in a way that affects the story. Because, for example, uh, off the top of my head, Black Ops, was it 2? I remember that uh, it wasn't... It, there's this interesting mission, right? Uh, where there was this objective where you had to save uh, Karma, and if you... It didn't explicitly say you had to do it within a certain amount of time, but if you fail to get through all the enemies and get to the end and get to her within uh, a specified amount of time, then you would actually um, not fail a mission, it'd still finish the mission, but then you'd have... Uh, the outcome of the story would be slightly different because the next mission uh, you'd have to do something else to try to get her back, etc. I'm wondering if Dynasty Warriors 9 will put this in the same way where um, there are optional object objectives that will affect uh, the, the way the story progresses yeah. and just the, the universe. I, I think that would be interesting, right? Because they did do that within Dynasty Warriors 8 with the hypotheticals. Like, for example, Pang Tong dies in a certain battle. You can save him and prevent him from dying, which will open a route for him to be in a different battle later on, which was never in. Because in Dynasty Warriors 8, like they've always mentioned, like there's, you know, the Battle of uh, Cherubi, Cao Cao, in the beginning of it, he explicitly says, you know, I wish, um, I forgot his name, I wish, he, he says, I wish his strategist was there. I forgot the name of the strategist, forgive me, I should have known his name. Um, he wishes his strategist was there. And if you save him, he's actually there. In in history, he isn't. But that changes the tide of the battle that actually allowed Cao Cao to win that battle in this hypothetical way. I'm. It's It's been mentioned that they're not going to do this hypothetical thing anymore, but it would, be, it would be interesting, as you said, to have these story missions that, 
you know, depending on what you do affects the outcome of the story. Maybe it, it increases the difficulty if you fuck up one of the missions, you know, for the next battle. I think that would be great because it obviously makes you, it gives you more of an incentive to do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just, I, open world, like, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because if they do it right, it, it can potentially attract a lot of new people, right? It mm. enriches the gameplay experience. But on the other hand, uh, I don't bring this up again, but... I just really don't want it to be like this quote unquote, yeah, it's an open world, but not really in the sense that there's not much to do. Like, here, I'll, I'll bring up Eleanor or uh, Arkham Asylum, okay? Those two games are open world, right? But there's you can't really interact with the open world. It's just the, the, the biggest effect that those games open world had on me while I was playing through them was it just increased the time between missions because I had to go across the city, right? You couldn't really... You didn't feel like you were part of something greater. It didn't feel like this open world had any worth to it, right? So I'm really hoping that they'll they'll add little, I don't know, Easter eggs and they'll add... They'll, they'll make it seem vibrant, right? You know what I want to see is that you've mentioned this whole stale open world, right? And I'm, I'm hoping it's not like that, but I'm hoping... That Dynasty Warriors, at least when you're leaving a certain village, I want to see bandits, like, attacking some civilians on the road. And you, as your character, whether you're Guan Yu, whether you're Zhang Fei or something, you can choose. You know, I want to save these people. Let's get into, like, a quick skirmish, right? I want to see stuff like that. Or riding yeah, around your horse from one place to another to visit Zhugaliang or things like that. Because that's a side mission, right? And it's also... It, it allows you to interact with your with the your environment. World. Yeah, with the environment. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's just there is you know a wallpaper, right? Yeah. yeah. So th small things like that add a whole new layer of depth to the world. And I really hope that they do include things like that. Right. That's just one example of what they could do. Right. Mm. Um. One thing, you know, I really want to kind of get into the questions now, and and kind of talk about what everyone is saying I, we got quite a lot we got about 30 questions to get through and kind of discuss but i did ask the people the people on tumblr and the people on twitter some questions to kind of as like guidelines so i kind of asked them questions like what new characters would you want to see in the game or um questions like what new game mechanics you want to see or what new stages do you want or is there any factions that you want to add or what, what else do you want to kind of have in the next game? So kind of go through them one by one. I'm not sure if you can see them on the screen, Kevin, or or not. Um, it is a bit small. So you're going to have to zoom in on it. Um, so we kind of got a bunch of people from Tumblr, actually. <laughs> Majority of people from, from Tumblr, from the Dynasty Warriors blog. So we're going to give everyone a shout out. And we're going to be like, hey, thanks for doing this. So the first question comes in. Well, it's not really a question, really. Um... person called valentine fan game said who will appear no other than four kingdom characters which many role battles example one ping i didn't quite understand what they meant by that question right um who will appear no other than four kingdom characters do you understand this question Kevin? i have a feeling that it might be asking you know, other than characters in the four kingdoms like what what new characters outside of the kingdoms could of uh, the tra traditional uh, kingdoms could 
Okay, I see. Okay, I not, see. What you, you mentioned like, before, right? Like just having some random NPC, just having not ne not necessarily a historical figure, right? But um, someone that's unknown to history that they could possibly build up as a character and potentially. Uh, have, have I, I think with. that would be interesting because obviously you got your main four factions. I think that's what they meant, as you said. Um, potentially, there are some characters from the um, Dong Zhua. Um, kind of army that I do want to see. There's this one character, he's listed in the encyclopedia of the game and he's apparently not Chinese and he's not Asian at all. So he's just a random guy. I forgot his name. Um, but he, you, He's the only NPC that wears a mask on his face. You might have seen him. He wears purple and he wears this black mask over his nose and his mouth. But you see his eyes. So... I, I can't remember his name. I think it's Huchu uh, or something like that. It's some weird name. It's kind of fragmented name. But he's not from China. And I don't believe he's from Asia either. He might be like a Western person or someone from like... Um, like Netherlands or something. I don't know where he's from. But he, I want to see his story. I was like, okay, he's not Chinese. How the hell did he end up in China? Maybe he was there from so, so, some sort of trade. Uh, actually, oh. I'll, I'll look him up real quick. I'm actually, I'm curious now. I want to find out more. I, about this I'll guy. type it in. I'll type it in. <laughs> I can't I pronounce not. his name. I don't know how it's pronounced. Stool. Just the way you're Me? saying it. <laughs> okay, I typed him in, and stuff that came up was some French stuff. Okay, that's not what I wanted. Who? <laughs> Shu. Dynasty Warriors. Okay. I think I found him. His name him. sounds more like grunts. No, your search does not match any results. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, okay. Now I found him. Okay. I'll give you the wiki. The Koei wiki link. Uh, let's... Damn it. Damn it. So let's find more about him. Um, Holy shit, you weren't kidding. A general who survived one of the greatest in his army for Jiangzhou. Cow Cow. Oh, sorry, I called him Cow Cow. Whoa, that was a reference Holy back shit, to the old the Dynasty like Warriors. They used to call him that, actually, until Dynasty Warriors 7. It was like, Cow Cow, Cow Cow, <laughs> Cow P. It was, or, or Shao Dun was called Jia Hao Dun. Like, this, the names. Although the voice acting was great. The names was weird. Um, he appears in one castle to ambush Cao Cao. Or fight Gian Wei. That was in previous games. Um, he doesn't say. He, ha he has a Chinese name, but he's not Chinese. Um, it doesn't say where he was born he or where he died. Foreigner. Yeah. He is a foreigner. So we don't know where he's from. Um, it doesn't even give us much information. He was, he was effectively an assassin, but we don't know much about him. I think characters like that would be great. Um... Because he's he's quite interesting because he actually was, you know, supposed to kill Dian Wei, but he failed in doing so. I I think characters like that would be great to see, like those those really awkward characters that you don't know about, or that many people might not know about, but but they they do change his the his way that the NPCs look. Like he's a unique NPC, so I want to see him as a character, but. I doubt we're gonna see him at I, least in this expansion. I don't think that we'll see too too much. This like no. I no, hope no. there are a few characters. They've right? already maybe, announced who maybe the NPCs are. that we interact with, with, but not necessarily play. Right? Because I mean, these figures they 
they give the devs more freedom to work with their story, right? Like, I know Shinkai herself um, isn't that all that important in uh, in history. She's they just know that she was um, that she she was there, right? But they don't have many records of what she actually did, right? So you know, you know, I that think that she's not even real. There's some, there's a lot of characters that aren't even real. So I'm, I'm, she might not even be real. Might just be a character that Lu Guangzhong created. I don't know. Correct me on that if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, yeah. And going on to the next question, Peach Doll. That's a cool, that's a cool name. Uh, they asked. There is a lot of thing I want to put into the main game, but the main thing I need for Dynasty Warriors Nine and its expansions to be put on Steam again. I don't care how crappy oh the port is, God. and I can't afford a new system. And I need my Dynasty Warriors that re that unsmiley face. Peach Doll, I I feel you. Um, I'm. I'm part of the Dynasty Warriors community on PC. All, all two of us on PC. <laughs> um, maybe you and Peach Doll can the, play the a PC game. The community is actually just Peach Doll and I. But yeah. um, I, I really do hope that Dynasty Warriors Nine gets uh, a PC port. What do you, what do you think about it? Like, I have the impression that it's probably not gonna launch at the same time. No, as, I, I don't think it will. I don't think it will launch at the same time. But I do think a PC port will happen because it will probably will. I, Right. Because actually recently, I think potentially what can happen is that obviously they will release the game in Japan first, but at least when we get a Western release, I think we might get a PC port at the same time as a PS4. Because look at Tokiden, that was released on PC as well at the same time. Koei has been working incredibly hard, at least Koei Europe and Koei um, America have been working incredibly hard to kind of bring us PC ports over and kind of to nag the Japanese people, like the Japanese team, to be like, hey, can you, these guys want it, right? Let's bring it over. Um, and at least recently, they've been doing that consist consistently with their games, whether it is a Koei title or a Tecmo title or even a Gust title with um, RPGs and things. So I don't see why, and I'm not going to confirm or deny because I actually don't know this information, but where I'm hoping that there is going to be a Steam version. We did obviously get Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends on Steam. And we got Samurai Warriors 4-2 on Steam as well. So, and Tokiden as well. So there's a lot of probably investment in Steam and things like that. Because remember, they're going to be, they're marketing also to the Chinese market as well. Like, yeah, and they're, they're very heavily PC based. They're heavily PC because based, and from what I know, they do enjoy Dynasty Warriors. They do because it's their history, right? Yeah. They enjoy that um, and things like that. So, from a business well, standpoint, I don't see why not they would do it. They would well, probably do it. I, I think that it, it's a question with two parts, really. Right? The first part is okay. Well, I hope there's a PC port, and he mentions like, oh, I don't care how crappy the port is. I have to disagree with that, right? Um, I am. A fan of the series, or a newcomer to the series, right? But I have to say that on PC, you, it, they're making it really, really hard to, to get into Dynasty Warriors. And I know that people will be like, "Oh, you fucking idiot! Why are you trying to get into to Dynasty Warriors on PC? P, PS4 is a way to go, right?" Um, it's kind of like you know people laughing at COD players trying to get into COD on PC, right? No, get them on Xbox or get them on on PlayStation, right? You're supposed to get them on console. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's true, but there's, I know it's a niche uh, amount of people, but uh, there are some of us, like me, who 
I, I mainly game on PC, right? Uh, I don't have a PS4, and if I do get a console soon, it'll probably be the, the Switch, honestly. And I simply don't feel like dishing out $400, right, to get a bunch of games uh, to and get a PS4 to be able to play one series, right? So being able to be able to play Dynasty Warriors for me on PC is very important, right? And uh, I'll, I'll be frank about the the port, right? I think that it just it's bad, right? <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Um, it's it's capped at 30 FPS, if I remember correctly. The controls, the, the, like you, you have to play. That's where the controller, obviously. It's kind of a nightmare if you want to play with K KBM. But if you play with controller, uh, on the port, I found that like there weren't any proper button prompts for the controller. They're all like uh, keyboard prompts. You kind of had to, you know, assume what it what it was, right? Uh, so just small things like that that I think it can be just quality of life changes on the PC can absolutely be fixed. And I, I I know that it's a niche part of the market, but I think that. Just investing a bit more time and effort mm -hmm. into creating um, a decent PC but port. I, to be honest, I think in, in regards people. in regards to the PC port, bear in mind, at least with Dynasty Warriors Eight, that was a port of a PS3, PS3 game. PS3 game, yeah, yeah. So at least with Dynasty Warriors Nine, we're hoping that's going to be developed mainly for the PS4. And the PS4 is like the way it's designed and its architecture and things like that. It's, it's, it's similar to a PC. It's port over to PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of so course. I, I hope that it, it's going to get better, just because uh, I'll be frank. I don't know how much like Koei Japan is aware of this. I'm I absolutely certain that Koei Europe and North America are aware of this. But just it's an unfortunate fact that <clears throat> Koei ports and just you know Japanese ports in general to PC have a horrendous reputation of being very bad. Right? You just look up. Any Total Biscuits review of a, you know, any port report of a Koei game or of a Japanese game or from Capcom, whatever, in general, 90% of them have issues like very low, because they're being ported, I understand it's it's being ported from console, right? So that has issues. Things like capped frame rates, very few customization options, right? And I think that if uh, they they increase the amount of options that PC players have, it will grow. Otherwise, it'll continue to be a niche market, right? I think it has lots of potential. And another another problem to add on top of that, I think, is um, this doesn't really apply to too much to Dynasty Warriors 9, just to the past games, is that it's the entry point is actually quite, quite expensive. Uh, let me just do a quick search here on Steam, see how much... Um, it costs for the, the funny thing is, right, the Steam prices don't reflect the prices that are on PSN. Currently, you can pick up Dynasty Warriors 8 for £15 uh, on PSN, or you can buy it used physical copy for, for less than £10, which is just incredibly insane. So, both Dynasty Warriors uh, 8, the main game, and Dynasty Warriors 8 Empires, they're both $55 on Steam, which it's an insane amount of of money to pay for a game that has been out for quite a while now, right? Um, so, it's just simple things like lowering the price on the older games on PSC, just making the ports, just making a few small quality of life changes, like making it more controller friendly, for example. Just things like that, I think, will go a long well, way to improving I, it might the be the case that Koei thinks that, because there is mod support for the game, right? 
So there could be potentially mods. Like it might be the case that developers are like, okay, let's let's let the modding community deal with all the problems that we weren't able to fix. And you know, there might be some modders out there for the game. Well, I, I doubt there'll be many modders for Dynasty Warriors that aren't nude mods, right? Um, <laughs> there is. I've, I've seen the 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 um, Steam Workshop. It's not not pretty, right? But there is there is obviously that that kind of argument that mods can be made for the game from someone who enjoys the game that much to kind of fix the game. Um, although that's I'm not kind of blaming it on them, and I'm not saying hey you got to just fix the game through mods. Yeah. Know? Honestly, I think that it's not the right attitude to have, right? It's not something that consumers will look positively on at all, right? So I, I think that for Dusty Warriors 9, they're revamping with the new open worlds, new, like, lots of potential new customers, new, like me, getting into the series for the first time. And I think that it's important to make a, a good impression, right? And PC is such a large market, right? Um, and unfortunately, there's already the, the, the stigma of crappy Japanese ports, and I think that it's important that if, if they want this to grow on other platforms, because it's already solid uh, on PlayStation, right? But uh, on, on console, it has a solid following, but if they want to you know, capitalize on you know, this, this hidden potential in the PC market, I think that small things like making the, sure that the game runs smoothly, you know, 60 FPS is like the bare minimum nowadays, right? 1080p, bare minimum. 4K is becoming more of a thing, obviously, but I digress. Uh, just small things like that, I think, are, are very important, right? And sure, they, they could absolutely just ignore all this and go with a subpar port, right? Uh, but I think that will harm the game more, more so than anything, just because people... In the, in the future, when people will try to... to get into Dynasty Warriors, they'll think of, oh, hey, remember that time that there was that absolutely atrocious port for Dynasty Warriors 9 or Dynasty Warriors 8? They'll think of that when they try to get into the series, right? So, I, I also, don't think that... You raise up a good point about people going back into the series, right? Because, at least with PC, that's, that's a platform that doesn't die. Uh, consoles die and we've heard about it with the PlayStation 3 the PlayStation 3 has stopped manufacturing like they've stopped manufacturing the PlayStation 3 so if you go and want to play these older PlayStation 2 titles you can't do it on PS4 you have to do it on a PlayStation 3 or you have to buy a PS2 right so with, when we're talking about the future and the future of Dynasty Warriors and things like that when people are going to go back in time like people from the future if they want to experience the older Dynasty Warriors games like if they want to be experience eight and things like that, um, they would probably do that through the PC port, and that would, as you mentioned, give people a bad um, idea about Dynasty Warriors and, and impressions and things like that. I do want to mention, and this is a question to all those PC players out there, you and Peach Doll, the only two PC uh, players for Dynasty Warriors, um, would you rather wait longer and know that a, a, piece, a, a good PC port is coming, or would you just... I, I like, would wait five get one years ASAP. for a solid Dynasty Warriors 9 port rather than get a all shitty right. broken one on release. And, right. Like, uh, just to sum it all up, because I think we spent a lot of time on this question, I think that, yes, I really do want a Dynasty Warriors 9 port on PC, but uh, I, I think one thing I can say that would sum up my point of view on this really well is that if uh, Koei wants the PC community, right, all those PC gamers to care about Dynasty Warriors, to get into Dynasty Warriors, 
Koei has to show that they care about the PC community by spending, you know, by, by releasing a solid, uh, a, a solid PC port, right? That's similar to the, the PS4 one, right? Because obviously there's always going to be bugs and all that, and I'm, I don't really care if the PC one's slightly more buggy than the PS4, because there are issues when porting over from different platforms. Like that's un that's understandable. It's just I feel that the current state that the what you'd normally expect from a AAA port to PC, it's just unacceptable, right? I mean, it's it's a practice from the last generation. And I'm hoping with you know Dance Figures Nine being the first uh, new entry uh, on the eighth generation consoles that they'll they'll change the way that they see PC, right? Because PC is getting more and more important in the market nowadays. I hope that they're they're revamping uh, the series, adding plenty of new features like open world and all that to the series so similarly I, I hope that they will um, revamp the way that they deal with the PC platform because lots of potential lots of, of uh, potential fans here I, I hope that they do port justice and the port does the fans justice when it comes out I hope I hope so as well on to another question like Red Duck's rule like Reducts with a Z rule said, um, right now my dream mechanic edition would be hyper attacks from Samurai Warriors added in. Nothing like speeding through armies, decimating troops at light speed. The thing is, this is something I've, I've been thinking about for a long time. We had these questions submitted in almost a year ago, and this has been I've been thinking about this one every day. Why? Because the hyper attack system is great. Effectively, for those who don't know, hyper attack systems effectively grants you a second move set it doubles the amount of moves that you can do usually you're pressing square square or on on xbox you're pressing x and then x and y or square and triangle on ps4 to do combos this effectively reverses it so you do triangle and square or y and x to to kind of create those combos in addition to your square and triangle combos so it effectively doubles your move set and it's at like this crazy high speed and it does incredible damage. The thing is with hyper attacks is that they tend to work on smaller maps. If this is open world, hyper attacks is just going to be too overpowered, first of all. Second of all, it's just going to be very messy. Like there's a lot of motion blur when you're playing Samurai Warriors from this hyper attacks and things like that. And imagine the amount of processing power that needs to be, you know, that needs to be there. For you to kind of implement that on a larger on a larger map and things like that, I like I said, I also think those hyper attacks because they are very not overpowered, but they are very like quick and things like that. They work well on smaller maps, especially Samurai Warriors. Their maps are very square based. If you've noticed that, because they're based on castles and you're fighting in castles, right? It's they're incredibly small maps and they do work in in kind of tight quarters combat. It's like Taking, it's like taking a shotgun and deciding I'm going to snipe with a shotgun. You can't, right? It, it works in like a small, in like corridors and things like that. I don't know if that analogy helped, but I'm sorry. I don't think that a mechanic will come in to the game. You know, Koei can prove us wrong, but I highly doubt that they would do that one. Um, Kevin, do you oh, want to sure. say the next okay. one? We're going right on to Skullkid2099. And he says, more story focused on the characters and their development. Also, maybe something, uh, Chronicle Mode, uh, like from, uh, 
uh, Samurai Warriors where you can see the characters interact in different ways outside of the battlefield. Now, I think that would be very interesting. That's a point that we did bring up um, before. Remember when I said, imagine walking through the world and then you see a, a randomly generated event that's going on, uh, you know, when you have to kill bandits or things like that. I think that's potentially how they can do it. Although in terms of doing it, implementing it in, in the way that Samurai Warriors Chronicle Mode did, I don't think it would be the best way of doing it. But I do think they could implement that within the open world, having you you know walk around and in daytime you see a certain character at nighttime you see another character they might be drinking on the sidewalk they might be eating a turkey leg you come up and talk to them have a couple of drinks with them etc and that might affect your bonds with the character because something that was introduced in dynasty wars 8 was character bonds and obviously these character bonds if i'm not mistaken kind of affected like it was like a friendship trait right it would give you more, like, um, you get more money, you kind of get more help from them in battle and have them come in as a bodyguard, etc. So they it might be implemented in that way, but I don't necessarily think it would be implemented in, in some sort of chronicle mode that we saw in Samurai Warriors. Um, I just feel like I am just crashing down people's dreams or just crushing dreams. I'm sorry, but I have yeah, to well, base this I in reality. I can see where he's, he's coming from, though, right? Just because... Again, just coming back to this huge change from going to open world means so much, right? And I think a lot of people are just afraid that they've seen open world done very badly in the past. Because it's not always that, you know, open world means a good, is a good thing, right? It can be done in a good way, in a bad way. And when it goes wrong, it can go terribly, terribly wrong, right? So I also hope that they will not, um, you know... Uh, just skip over character development and in, like interaction with the world, right? So just, we, we've covered this before previously in the episode, but yeah, I, I do think you bring up a very good point. I absolutely agree with you as to what degree that will be implemented in the actual game upon release. I am not so sure. I'm not so sure. Yeah, we're not so sure at the moment. Yeah, um, moving on to the next suggestion is from Ryo Geken. They said, they basically suggested characters that they want to see within the game. Um, there being Liao Hua and Guo Tai. Guo Tai, I don't know much about Guo Tai, although Liao Hua, and that's, a, that's something that a lot of people want to see. A lot of people want to see Liao Hua come into this game. And Kevin, if you don't know who Liao Hua is, he was there from the beginning since Yellow Turban Rebellion until the fall of Shu. So he's been there from the very beginning of Dynasty Warriors until the end. That's like 60 or 100 years. So he's been there a long time. Along with other characters like... Um, like um, Zhao Yun. You know, Zhao Yun has been there for an incredibly long time. And he's also in the same faction. And Liao Hua was known to be a badass. And unfortunately, he's not coming into Dynasty Warriors 9. They've already announced the characters... Liao Hua is not one of them, which I'm surprised because we really did want Liao Hua. And I'm hoping that they will put him into one of the expansion games, whether that may be an Extreme Legends or Empires. I'm hoping Extreme Legends because I really do want to focus on Liao Hua's story because he's such a badass. Developers, if you're listening, please just decide, you know, we're going to put one secret character in, make it Liao Hua because he's just 10 out of 10 IGN. Um, 
going on to the next kind of question. Well, it's not really a question. It's just what people want to see. Cervantes75 reblogged this from our Dynasty Warriors Tumblr page and added, I'd really love to see a story for the Nanman tribe, like like what Lubu had in Dynasty Warriors 8XL. I'm sorry for doing that, but it, it was needed. Um... Yeah, that would be cool. A Nanman. I'm not sure, Kevin, if you know what Nanman is, do you? In in, because you haven't really progressed in the game enough. But towards the end of the game, in Shu's story, you visit this tribe. Like it's in the south of China. There's this um, region called Nanman. I don't. It's back in in those times, um, and effectively they were known to not necessarily known to be savages, but they were like a tribal people of China. And, you know, they would worship, like, the sun and things like that. And, well, in a way, they were savages because they killed people and they threw, they chopped their heads off and they threw them into the river to appease their gods. Yeah, so, um, fun fact about that before I actually go in and, and answer this. But, fun fact about that, you know the meat bun, the baozi? The meat bun is, like, a very important part of Chinese history and things like that. Apparently, it was invented by Zhuge Liang. Zhuge Liang was the strategist of Liu Bei. And he saw this, the non-minion people, just killing people for the sacrifice and just throwing their heads into the river. And instead of killing people, he was like, you know what? Let's make a massive meat bun and put, like, meat inside, like lamb or something like that. And make it look like a face and then throw it into the river. And then, apparently, that's how Baozi was created. Uh, whether or not it's true... I don't know, but that's a fun fact for you guys. But in terms of seeing the Nanman tribe story, there isn't enough characters for it. And they've already announced the characters. We already know that there isn't any Nanman characters. Uh, currently, there's only two Nanman characters, unless they do it so that the Nanman story is heavily linked with the Shu story and kind of uses characters from there. I think that might work, but... As it stands, I doubt we will see a Nanman tribe story. Um, but potentially, maybe for an Extreme Legends. That would be cool. I want to see um, King Mulu. I want to see um, Dongtuna. I want to see all of these characters kind of come in. And, and oh, King Dorsey and things like that. I want to see these characters in more depth. Especially because Dynasty Warriors 5 put the, this great implementation on Nanman. Especially Dynasty Warriors 4 kind of introduced them a lot. Um, and they had like these really nice things with their stages like there was poison swamps in their stages there was exploding pots it's something that we they, they did remove from previous games because it made it incredibly challenging you're walking through a poisonous swamp and just dying um, although I do want to at least if we don't see a Nanman story faction um, I want to see more more um, missions with them I think I mean, that's it, it more than possible. Because perhaps there aren't enough characters to implement them in the, in the main story, but do you think that this open world that they're they're trying to create, do you think it's possible to, to sneak on them and just like, you know, NPCs or just interact with them within the open world? No, the thing is that they're already... Like, the other faction have their own story. It's, it's you know, you have Wushu Wei, Lu Bu, and then... Oh, sorry, you've got Wushu Wei, Jin, Lu Bu, and other... Other was like all of the characters that miscellaneous characters, right? They were just put into their own faction. And within the other storyline, each each kind of faction within that sub-faction would have two missions. Um, 
So I don't. There, they are characters already in the game. They are playable characters, and they have their own move sets. So I don't want to see them as NPCs because that would be a bit of a cop out. We will see story for them, but I don't think it will be a lot of story. I don't think it will be enough to um, warrant a new faction. Bear in mind, they only managed to create Lubu's own faction because they took characters from uh, Wei, like Zhang Liao, and they took um, they added characters like Lubu's daughter and um, Lubu's strategist and things like that. So there was a lot of characters that had to be added in to make that a thing, and I don't. I highly doubt that Nanman will get many characters. It might be the case that they just give them more story missions, which I think would be a better thing to do, uh, personally. On to the next question. It's not even a question, it's, it's a suggestion again. It's Zell... Zellars? Zellars? Are you from, like, um... No, it's... Lars is, like, a, a name from, um... Norway, but they spelled it with a Z, so I, I doubt that they're Norwegian, but, you know, you know. Um, they said, respect characters, I just have two things to say, I would like to see Hua Xiong, Cheng Pu, and Cao Hong. These three did a lot in history, and I think it's the moment to add them. The second is asking new characters more manly you know okay this is a two-part thing uh they want to see hua zhong hua zhong's sick he was in a uh, dong Zhua, uh in his faction although i don't i don't think that they're focusing on adding more other characters uh cheng pu is in the game he's actually been added in so rejoice on that one he's been added in uh, cheng pu is actually um he's been in the game for a long time he's actually one of um Zhou Yu's bodyguards, along with Han Dang. Han Dang has been added since Dynasty Warriors 8, so it's nice to see Cheng Pu in the game. Cao Hong, I don't think he's in the game, unfortunately. Um, that It would be nice to see those characters in, but, you know, they can only add so many characters without just overpowering the roster. Yeah. And in regards to making the new characters more manly, I get, I get what you guys are saying, right? Because the new characters that they did add had a feminine look to them or they were incredibly young looking when the characters aren't supposed to be looking that young in history uh one of them was juran juran was very disappointing in terms of his character design because he looked incredibly young and foolish and he looked like a pretty boy right and prior to this juran was a npc character until dynasty warriors 8 extreme legends he was this npc character with this beard and this heavy armor and he looked like manly you know what i mean he looked, he looked really man. He looked like you would find him at the pub, right? He he was that kind of character. And it was a bit disappointing because you see him as an NPC. You imagine how his personality would be. And then you see how Koei has decided to make him. It's a bit unfortunate. But at least with Cheng Pu, I do know that he's he's more old looking. Um, I don't necessarily think he's more manly. But, you know, he, he looks like how he's how I would imagine he would look. You know, he has... He's older, he's quite tall, he's well-built, etc. Which, I'm guessing they learnt their mistakes from, from previous, from the previous games. Moving on to the next one. Kijin Singh, I can't even pronounce that, uh, answered, Organise a timeline like Warriors Orochi 3. Give every officer a portrait that have 30 years worth of Romance of the Three Kingdoms to sample from. Merge empires, add character creation 
add aging. Uh, we they want to see a post Wu family mystics cameo. Himiko visits Wei. Uh, Sun Tzu campaigns overworld and character interactions. This is a lot, so we're gonna have to bake, break down through it. Organizing the timeline like Warriors Orochi 3, I think, is potentially what will happen. Um, because of this open world, we've had we've mentioned it before. Give every cop give. Ugh. Give every officer a portrait. I don't know what you mean by that. Whether you mean like it, um, every, give every officer a story, which is incredibly difficult to do. I highly doubt they're going to do that. Or if you mean a portrait as in Romance of the Three Kingdoms style, where they actually just illustrate every character, even though they're NPCs, and make them look different. That would be cool, but it would take a long time. Um, merge empires. And this is interesting. This is something I actually wanted to see for a long time. They should merge Empires, Extreme Legends, and the original game into one game. And they've done it with Extreme Legends and the main Dynasty Warriors 8 game. They released them as one game on PC and PS4. I highly doubt that they're going to do that because they're going to lose out on a lot of money from people that want to buy the expansion game instead of in implementing it as a DLC or instead of implementing it as disc on disc content. Uh, Empires is its own game, it's its own sort of genre, and I do know that there's a lot of people that don't play Dynasty Warriors, they don't play the main Dynasty Warriors games, but they love to play Empires. So, it's... You can't necessarily just merge those games together. It would be awesome. It would be nice if they gave us the opportunity through DLC and allow us to download it as at a heavily discounted price as opposed to just buying a physical copy of a disc for £60 or whatever. Um, character creation, that's going to be incredibly difficult with what they want to kind of do with, in terms of story. Potentially, character creation is something... <clears throat> My apologies. <clears throat> no, character creation, is it's like <clears throat> you create your own character, right? Um, but what I was going to say is that that's something that's exclusive to Dynasty Warriors Empires. If you included that in the main series of games, no one would buy Empires. It's just it's just like that, right? Because that's the main feature of buying Empires and going through China and forging your own history with your own character, marrying other characters to other characters. Aging, that's something that I would love to see. Um, I think it's potential. It's it's something that probably will happen because Samurai Warriors, the new Samurai Warriors game, uh, Sananda Maru, or I believe it's called Spirit of Sananda, is has character aging. You know, the characters from where they're young children up until they're old men. Post-Wu family. That would be cool, but no one cares about Wu, unfortunately. Um, the focus isn't on Wu because there is a quote, history is written by the victors. Wu is... Uh, unfortunately, they didn't really win. So there isn't much focus on their story. Bear in mind, this is a game that is based off um, a novel which is heavily biased towards Shu and things like that. So the game is, of course, going to be like that. And that kind of relates to the Sun Tzu campaigns. I really want to see that. We might see it through side missions because Sun Tzu campaigns were there um, within Dynasty Warriors... 4 and Dynasty Warriors 5 and I believe 6 and 7 so it would be nice to kind of in go in depth with those Sun Tzu campaigns and you know see that relationship between Sun Tzu and Zhou Yu again that would be awesome 
Mystic cameos, no. I'm just gonna straight out and say no. We obviously we did see Zuochi. Zuochi was when Warriors of Orochi 3 came out, they did say Zuochi would be a um Zuochi would be a um a character that's exclusive to Warriors of Orochi and that he would never return to Dynasty Warriors. He did in Dynasty Warriors 8, but bear in mind Himiko is a Japanese I believe she's a Japanese deity, right? What what relevance is Himiko to um, mystics like Zuochi? And a lot of people will be like, well, Zuochi's in the game. Why can't we add Himiko? I don't want to see Himiko in the game because she's not relevant in the game because she is a, for all intents and purposes, right? She is a Japanese deity. She has nothing to do with that Three Kingdoms era. Um, it's It's also good to mention, right, that I understand why someone would would mention Himiko because Himiko was in previous games that were based off Romance of Three Kingdoms. The game I'm talking about is Kesen 2. Kesen 2 was an incredibly obscure game. Remember Kesen 2 not only did have Himiko visiting um, Cao Cao and things like that, but it also had Liu Bei and Cao Cao secretly as brothers and Liu Bei loved Yao Chan in this game and um, Ma Chao and Ma Dai are brothers in this game and it was incredibly... Oh yeah, and uh, don't get me started on Yue Ying and how ditzy she was and, you know, all those all those references that she made. Like, Let's remember that Himiko visiting Wei, that was something from Kesen 2 and as awesome as a game it is, it's a bit irrelevant. Just saying. Just, just saying. And character interactions, well, we did mention it. It's probably going to be there. Uh, <clears throat> Kevin, sure. do you want to say next So, oh boy. Uh, oh, then the juice one's coming up, sorry. More Zhang Yao. Mystified face. More Zhang Yao. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we want to see... No, I think that's a happy face. Dung, yeah, okay, that's cool. We'll see, we might see more Zhang Liao. I don't want to. I thought you. Were oh hell yeah! No, the, let's the forget about this more Zhang Liao. The right, next right. one. I want you to read the next one because you deserve it, Kevin. But as a robot. <laughs> that would be awesome. Guys, mech, uh, Lubu Mira, Mech. That would be and, uh, badass. Don't see where this crossover in Anyone? <laughs> well. You know, I would never. I wouldn't be surprised by that. And thanks to Ace McBonin. McBonin. Ace McBonin. Really, that's a cool name. No, McBonin, as in like boner. Oh. As in boning. Anyway, thanks, thanks. I like your name, by the way. But seeing Lubo as a robot would be incredibly badass. Maybe it's a skin? We, I don't we, think so. But <laughs> it would be safe to say we won't see it. It might be. Oh no, no, no. You might be right, Kevin, because they had some really wacky. Costumes in the past, school schoolgirl outfits. Um, they had oh, this um, one that was like, it, it was. I, w I don't want to say Sailor Moon outfits, I but it was similar that. to Sailor Moon outfits. Please, it was fucking it was hilarious. Like, will be um, just a, a schoolgirl outfit for a I would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. They do have that. Yeah, yeah, she has one. She's she's wearing like a Catholic schoolgirl outfit with a skirt, like a tartan skirt. You can download it, Kevin, if you want. Or, you know, you're, you're on PC, so there's nude mods, so, you know, it's up to you, man. Um, Lubu as a robot, that might happen as DLC. Uh, that's what I love about Koei. And Koei, if you're listening, please 
continue to do these DLCs. I would love to see that. And uh, but do it as a give us like a season pack as well. I want to see that as well. But those those DLCs, you, you had weapons as shish kebabs, spears on like shish kebabs on spears and corn on the cobs and hot dogs and characters dressed up as all sorts of things. It's hilarious. So Lubu in the game as a robot, probably not as a separate character, but as a costume, that might happen. We never know. Um, considering that this is going to the developers, that might give them an idea. Um, yeah. There's another question. Alamim Rock. I, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Um, I'd love to see more in the others faction. Like Liu Biao in Jing, Yuan Shu, the other narcissist, etc. But also more kids if they're heading on to the Jin storyline like Liu Kang, Zhang Hu, even though we have enough in Shu. Maybe parents like Ling Cao and Zhu Zi. This would be very interesting. Um, we did mention about the others faction introducing them into the game and things like that. But potentially adding in it seems to be the case that they're adding in more characters the characters that they're adding in tend to be the older characters so the parents it which is great actually because they have more interesting story than their children at least in history a lot of the children just died sorry sorry about that um spoilers if you've never played the dynasty warriors game before um arcane tempest is he related to you kevin well of course you like his name the Tempest, Phoenix, uh, he answered, whispers, Liao Hua needs to be added into the game. Uh, so that was Liao Hua needs to be added into the game. Yes, we want Liao Hua. Koei, please, just give us Liao Hua. We, we just want Liao Hua. He's badass. And someone else, you flaming idiots, I love the name. That's actually the name of our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel called You Flaming Idiots. You flaming idiots, take this. That was a... A line from Dynasty Warriors 3, Kevin. I need to show you that video because it's just hilarious. The voice acting in Dynasty Warriors 3, top-notch. 10 out of 10 IGN. They want Yuan Shu. Um, yeah, probably not. We probably won't see Yuan Shu. Um, there is another one. This is actually incredibly long. Incredibly long. This is actually from The King of Sadness. That is an incredibly sad name, but I did have a conversation with this person on Tumblr. They're pretty cool. Um... They said that they want to have Lubu's faction remain separate from the others because he's biased and he'd love to see Lu Feng or Lei Ben to stay. Lu Feng could act as a contrast to Lu Bei, etc. Gameplay-wise, he wants to see what they can get more from Hack and Slash and from what they can learn from other games like DMC, Devil May Cry or Bayonetta and games like that. And that would be interesting if they were taking inspiration from other games. Although at the same time, they kind of solidified Hack and Slash in its place and where it is today. So I feel that a lot of those other games were probably taking uh, inspiration from Dynasty Warriors. It's just my opinion. There's also, he's, he's actually written quite a lot. So we'll go through this in steps. Uh, add bosses into the game. That's something that they did add in in terms of Dynasty Warriors Strike Force. That did not work out well. Although Strike Force was a very impressive game, bosses into the game would make it something similar to Monster Hunter or uh, a game like um, Tokiden, and those games already exist, so I highly doubt they will be in the game. 
Um, one thing. Sorry, no. That he's he's written more. He's in, written quite a lot actually. Um, we asked him. You're right. He he kind of he was very organized and everything. So we'll go through his step by step. Which new characters does he want to see in the game? He wants to see a bit of mission mash between new characters and weapons. And he wants to see some weapon rearrangement. This is a very, very like pertinent, and we need to talk about this, Kevin. Weapon rearrangement. Um, from Dynasty Warriors 7, they introduced dual weapon system, where you can use more than one weapon, and then obviously they introduced EX attacks. The only reason they introduced EX attacks, I, I, I feel from a game design perspective, is because most of the characters have the same weapon, right? A lot of characters have the same movesets from the sword. So they introduced EX attacks that were exclusive to each character that, that would give them some sort of variation between attacks. Um, although with Dynasty Warriors 8, they kind of tried to eliminate duplicate weapons and gave everyone these kind of unique weapons, which I think is cool. Um, some weapon rearrangement, I would be very interested to know how that would be done, like what weapons would be rearranged. I'm hoping that they remove um, Zhou Yu's staff, bow staff, because it's shit. Why does Zhou Yu have a bow staff? That's one question. Zhou Yu, up until Dynasty Warriors 6, had this amazing thing called an Elder Sword. It was like this curved sword, like a pirate sword. And it would have like, these ancient inscriptions on it. And it would glow. It was a, it was a pretty badass weapon, right? And removing that and changing how he looked and giving him a fucking bow staff, that annoyed me. And to this day, right, they, they still gave him that bow staff. Like... With Yu Ying, Yu Ying also had the bow staff, but in previous games she had this, like, sickle. Like, this uh, sickle on a stick, like a scythe, sorry. It was a scythe. Uh, so she had a scythe, and then they they removed the scythe, gave her both staff, as well as Zhou Yu. But in Dynasty Warriors 8, they gave her back the scythe, but Zhou Yu still has that stupid bow staff, because it's like, hey, you know, this is a weapon, we need to use it for a character. What, what Koei tends to do, in terms of DLC is that they will create DLC weapons for the previous game, and then those DLC weapons, because their assets already created, they will use them for new characters in the game, in, in their newest edition. Which is, it's, it's kind of recycling, and I understand why they're doing it, right? But it's a bit of a cop-out, and it's a bit, like, I don't want to say lazy. It's nice, because obviously they're new weapons, and not everyone can afford to pay money for those DLCs and things. Um, although it does make it a bit annoying because you get used to one character, for example, Huang Gai used to have, I believe he used to have this, in Dynasty Warriors 7 he used to have like the, um, Pudgel, you know, like the massive mace, like massive mace, he used to have that and they removed that in Dynasty Warriors 7 Empires and they gave him a boat, they gave him a fucking boat. Like, his weapon was a boat, and he can summon water from the ground. And previously, in in before Dynasty Warriors 7, he didn't have that puddle. He had a weapon that was like a baton. And he had this baton from Dynasty Warriors 5 to Dynasty Warriors... Sorry, from Dynasty Warriors 4 to Dynasty Warriors 5. He had this baton, and it was sick. It was, it was a bit basic, right? But at the same time, he can throw grenades. That's badass, right? You can throw fucking grenades. Um, but obviously they introduced grenades as its own separate weapon, 
for Dong Zhua. So it's it's about, you know, this weapon rearrangement. I also want to see new weapons. I think that'll be cool. Just give the Elder Sword back. Like, we need that. We need that sword back. It's, it's it makes Zhou Yu who he is. I don't like Zhou Yu with the bow stuff because he's just dumb. He's just dumb, right? He's just, I don't know. He just feels like, he feels like he's in a Jackie Chan film, you know? Or he feels like he's in this like cheap kung fu film with that bow stuff. It's dumb. Just remove it. Why you do this to me, Koei? I've been asking this for since Dynasty Warriors Six introduced it. I've been asking this. All right, please do me a favor and just, you know, let me let me come to your offices and I can help you design it. You know, if you don't want, I can help. I can sit down with you guys and we can design the weapon together and we can talk about it and we can. You know, I, and I want to meet the person responsible for that weapon change as well, because they have... I really want to meet them for certain reasons. Um, people want... He also wants to see Liao Hua. A lot of people want to see Liao Hua, so it's great. And Guo Tai, and Liu Kang, and Liu Shun. Well, Liu Shun's already in the game. Um, what else? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That's quite a lot. That's quite a lot of questions. It was a long post. I was, bear in mind, I didn't say everything within the post because it's very technical. There is a lot of weapon changes that they he wants to see, right? Um, you know, certain characters using flagpole or sword or things like that. So it's it's incredibly long and he has a Zeta boards uh, forum thing on the Koei Warriors forum. He has a thread where he actually goes through um, move sets and how can you change them and make them unique so I suggest if we'll put that in the link in the description go and check that out because that's incredibly detailed and I feel that a lot of people listening to this would find it incredibly boring if we went through that but there'll be people that will enjoy that right um I want to answer some of my own questions what stages what stages should we see in the game I want to see the battle of Bo Wan Po that was a battle in Dynasty Warriors 4 where you know Zhuge Liang planned this fire attack and you had to ambush Shahudun. It was it was fantastic, right? It hasn't been in the game since Dynasty Warriors 4. And I want it to return. Um Kevin, what else do you want to see in the Honestly the next game um, before I'm we end? go back to who was it here? Uh near the beginning? Who was it that talked about hyper attacks? I, I know that you always said no, right? You don't you don't think that they will realistically be implemented into the game. But uh, one of the things that uh, I noticed when I when I got into Dynasty Wars was that um, the, the combos, uh, there are quite a few of them for every character, but um, it's not awfully extensive, right? And I think it's echoed by some later on who, who mentioned that, was it, was it the King of Sadness? Who, who mentioned that he wanted to... Uh, he, Quote, I'd like to see more some of some more of what we get from other hack and slashers like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta and, and whatnot, right? Um, and I think we've had this this discussion before, right? Where it's like, you know, it'd be really cool if they could add more combos. I don't know how, just a greater variety of combos would make the gameplay a lot more interesting. Because a lot of the time, uh, especially since I play a lot of Rampage Red, I, I find myself going through the same combos over and over. Or there's some combos are just like. A lot better than other ones, or you just you, so you just end up using the, the si si same like two or three combos over and over for maximum effectiveness. And they're flashy, they're cool, and all that, but after a while, um, they get kind of boring, right? So I'd, I'd like to see 
more combos. And a problem that I think that was brought up in the past that you brought up actually was that, you know, you're like, hey, that's that's great and all, but they're using up like all of the buttons on the controller already, right? Because I, I, I mentioned like, hey, what if they tried doing it like, you know, for fighting games, right? There are so many different inputs that you can use to to get attacks done and combos. Yeah, that would make it incredibly difficult, difficult, right? It's just simply because all of the the buttons on the controller are being used. They're, they're already assigned to something, right? And mm. unless unless there's different combination, like as the person mentioned before, the hyper attacks, they're cool in terms of potentially using the idea of hyper attacks and using them in a different way, like using the fact that you can reverse the combos and it becomes a completely different move, right? Maybe we can see that being implemented as additional moveset, but actually implementing hyper-attacks, it just doesn't work. But using that feature yeah, to implement new movesets would be great. You go a long way to, to mix up the gameplay a bit. Also, I don't know if... You've played Final Fantasy, though, right? 13? Have you played 13? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I played thirteen. I mean, worst game. About... The only game I rage quit. A, a the only game right? I've actually rage quit but, and haven't completed um, to this day. Bringing up thirteen is you know I had paradigm shifts, right? I was thinking, uh, and for those of you who aren't familiar with paradigm shifts in thirteen, um, it, it one character can have multiple uh, paradigms, right? And you can change between those different paradigms mid battle, and they have different move sets. So like, uh, lightning can change to a healing paradigm where she concentrates on healing herself and her and the party switch down where it's like buffs and stuff but in in dynasty warriors of, of defense they've already implemented I, I that with dual weapons well, two weapons they already have it with two weapons but i think perhaps expect like, finding uh i don't know if they have room finding a, a button where you can switch between different move sets for example i know that yes everyone has two weapons but i, I do know for a fact that off the second weapon, you can only do special special attacks with your main weapon, right? If I'm not mistaken. Right, so perhaps expanding the, the second weapon's moveset a little bit more. Obviously, you can't have. But they did in mm -hmm. in in Dynasty Warriors Defense when e EX attacks were first introduced. It was one EX attack per per character. Now it's two EX attacks. So it's like oh, yeah, they definitely. are listening to what we're saying in terms of different movesets and how to do implement them, but it does take time. I also feel that potentially because of this whole open world battlefield system, it might be the case that they not only introduce dual weapon system, but introduce dual character system. Like Samurai Warriors. Samurai Warriors, you play as two characters at once. And when you're not using one character, the other acts as an NPC. It's, it's incredibly intuitive. And I think, like I've mentioned... They learn a lot from previous games and they implement them into Dynasty Warriors. That's how Dynasty Warriors learns. That's why a lot of people might say Dynasty Warriors doesn't have a lot of innovation because those innovations were made in previous games. But hey, yeah. Uh, I think that's about it, really. Is there anything else you want to add, Kevin? No? Okay. Um, just so you guys know, Dynasty Warriors 9 has just recently been announced in the last couple of months for um the western world which means we will be seeing it i can't say when it will be announced because i don't know that information um just so you guys know we will be passing this on to koei so if you guys have any more questions feel free to tell us on our twitter page at get Life podcast or on on the dynasty warriors 
Humble blog as well. You can just submit a question or go on, send us an email on our contact page, www.getlifepodcast.com forward slash contact. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're hoping to do more content in the future in regards to Dynasty Warriors. Hopefully, if everything goes well with this episode, we might bring you additional special content. I can't say what it is, but get hyped for it because it means we might do more in-depth and we might get more secrets and we can reveal some stuff to you. So, you know, we're hoping that if this episode does well, we might be given the opportunity to do additional Dynasty Warriors episodes with some certain people, which I can't mention who they are. Um... But stay hyped, exactly, stay hyped. And help our sponsors as well, right? Like, go and sign up for Loot Anime and Loot Crate. You know why? Because if you help them out, you help us as well. And that means we can... What if we need to go out of London for an interview? Hint, hint. I don't know. What if we need to go somewhere? How are we going to pay for that? You know, that's why we need you guys to sign up for Loot Crate. You know, if you want to sign up for Crunchyroll as well. I know that's a kunai sponsor, but hell... Hell yeah, crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai. I know it's a bit weird, but, you know. Wait, what? What are you using kunai yeah, for this? Yeah, you know, you can watch the Samurai Warriors anime there, so you can do that. Even though Samurai Warriors is not Dynasty Warriors, yeah, you can do that. You can watch You can watch the Berserk anime. That's a game made by Koei. And Koei's worked with, with um, Crunchyroll in the past as well, so. Yeah, go and help them out and go and help us out. Um, I just added another sponsor to this episode just because I can. Um, anyway, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I've been Bish. That's been Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Um, remember if you want to check us out, I'm on Get Life Podcast on Twitter, Kevin. Yeah, I'm at the Tempest Phoenix. Phoenix spelled F-E-N-I-X. So yeah, expect more episodes from us. You can also check us out on Kunai if you like anime and stuff. We review anime. Uh, or you can check out our previous episode, which is about uh, the Nintendo Switch and stuff like that. And we talk about potentially Fire Emblem and the Fire Emblem Warriors. And how shit Pokken is. And Pokken, yeah. Pokken is such a shit game. I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> You're probably not going to listen to this episode because it's a Dynasty Warriors episode. And we've included it right at the end. But, you know, Pokken is shit. And you're like, yeah, sorry. Anyway, I um, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And thank you very much for your questions. Bye. See you guys.